The New Orleans Saints are adding tight end Foster Moreau to their offensive attack, and not only will his impact be bigger than most people expect, but it might be sooner than most people expected as well. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on this emergency edition of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to an emergency episode here on Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, making us your first, second, third, fifth listen of the day every day. And of course, remember, you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, senior writer and reporter over at Sports Illustrated's Saint News Network, part of their fan nation coverage of the New Orleans Saints. Find me every Tuesday on Locked NFL and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints as well. And on today's emergency episode, we're going to do about 10, 12 minutes here looking at the Foster Moreau signing. Yes, it's official. It's gotten done. How did it all come together? And what's the immediate impact for the Saints, if any, at all versus the sort of prolonged impact, which is what we expected for Moreau? So here's the way that this sort of all works. New Orleans Saints um, you know, brought him in, had the, did a physical with him back in March. During that physical, they found and were able to diagnose him with Hodgkin's lymphoma. He went away, uh, kind of, you know, dealt with that, kind of said in spring that he was going to step away from football while he was doing all the treatments and everything, and then went back to the Saints in April, finished up the physical, and then kind of went radio silent on everything on that ever since, right? Like that whole front went silent up until earlier this week, Brooke Kirchhofer over at WWL-TV as well as at NewOrleans.Football had said that there was an offer on the table for Foster Moreau. And then now here on uh, May 10th, just a couple days later, the signing is official. It's a three-year, $12 million deal with up to $3 million in addition in incentives. We'll talk about contract stuff later, though. What's the impact of this signing and how quickly will Moreau get on the field? And that's where I think the biggest point of this conversation is because it sounds like as I'm sitting here texting with folks and checking in with people around Moreau and everything, it shows that there is a whole situation to where like there's a real shot that he's at training camp this year and that he's not dealing with, as Nick Underhill put it over on Twitter at Nick underscore Underhill, no limitations, which is huge. This guy just shakes off Hodgkin's lymphoma like it's a weak arm tackle from a 150 pound safety and he's ready to keep rolling down the field. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. Get this guy in a lab before he gets started with the with the Saints over in training camp. But what a e- enormous sort of, first of all, like what an enormously good story, right? Like this is a guy that goes in, he goes to get this physical, potential life-changing news. And I'm sure it is still life-altering news nonetheless. These battles sometimes aren't as simple as a first set of treatment or that can, you know, kind of re-emerge later on in life. I'm sure that every case is so vastly different. I'm not a doctor, so I'll just shut up at this point. But I still think, you know, you look at that and you think about a guy that was probably going to be stepping away from football for 2023, but had to have it in the back of his mind that, yeah, this could be longer than that. I mean, there had to be some type of concern around that. I mean, this is a potentially life-threatening, you know, diagnosis that he received. And now, what, 
two months later, just just about two months later, he signed to a new NFL contract. He's not just not just for a year, a three year deal, which is wise by the New Orleans Saints, by the way, because you never really know with stuff like this. So it could be that before the season begins, they have to place him over on the non-football injury list and it maybe look to later on in the year, maybe even have to look towards next season. And it's fine because everything is set for him. One of the things that we had discussed earlier in this week when the news broke that there was an offer on the table from the Saints and that he was getting interest from other players is how cool this was for Foster Moreau that like, look, despite all the things that have happened, no matter what, when he's ready, ready to return to the game of football, he'll have a home. And now not only does he have a home, he comes back to his home. He's a New Orleans native, went to Jesuit high school. I'm down the street from his high school right now, like the high school that he played for, played college football at LSU, and of course now reunites with the quarterback that he has spent his uh, NFL career with in Derek Carr during that time that they were together with the Las Vegas Raiders, now here in New Orleans. What an incredible situation and an incredible story. And like we mentioned, that impact could be bigger than people expect, but it certainly could be coming on a lot quicker than people expect as well. So why are we so excited about a tight end signing here for the New Orleans Saints. How far could that really move the needle for them? Well, turns out pretty freaking far. We're going to get to that as we continue on with this emergency episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. I'm a big proponent of therapy. You, you know this. If you've been an everydayer here with the show for a while, you know anytime that I talk about this, I talk about how I use BetterHelp because I think that that's important. I think it's important to let you know that like, look, this is something that somebody that you know uses, right? Somebody that is telling you about it actually uses it. I'm a big fan of BetterHelp. The thing that I love about it the most is the convenience of it, being able to do stuff from home or wherever I might be. You know, I travel a lot. So being able to just like open up my laptop, open up a, a, you know, a, a video call with a therapist and, you know, spill is awesome. Like it's great to have all that. But then also I love the idea that you take the questionnaire, you get paired up with somebody that understands your background. That's a good match for you. And it's free to change therapists, which I'll admit I've had to do before. And so it's free to do that, which is usually such a big barrier during like traditional therapy and everything. But this online therapy, more cost effective, no traffic, none of that stuff that you have to deal with, just the help that you're looking for. So find a good rhythm over at BetterHelp today. You can head over to BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off of your first month, which again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on to learn more today. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrap it up this emergency edition of Locked on Saints with a look at the Foster Moreau signing, which kind of came out of nowhere on Wednesday. Uh, we're doing an emergency episode here, but later on tonight around 6 p.m., we're going to go live, 6 p.m. Central Time, we're going to go live over on the, on the Locked on Saints YouTube page, and then, of course, it'll release everywhere soon after. Um, and we'll discuss this a little bit more along with our look at Nick Saldaveri as well as uh, Jake Hayner as well, but we'll kick everything off with more thoughts on Foster Moreau. So how does Foster Moreau, why are we so excited about this? Like, why is this tight end signing a thing that we're going, okay, this puts the New Orleans Saints offseason over the top? And I think that's the way to look at it. This is the cherry on top of the New Orleans Saints offseason, which has been a very solid offseason so far. They got better at their quarterback position. They got better in their, um, they got better at their wide receiver spot. They got, you know, stronger and deeper when it came to their secondary as well as their offensive line. They got better when it came to defensive line, considering the losses that they had on the defensive line as well. They had a solid draft. They have a potential steal of the draft in the sixth round. And then now you add on top of that, you remember you traded away 
as the New Orleans Saints traded away Adam Troutman to get A.T. Perry, the wide receiver out of Wake Forest later on in the draft. And so an already weak room got weaker because of the simply the numbers. And, and so this was a big shift for New Orleans to land Foster Moreau. And now to know that there's actually a chance that he's on the field week one, it's a game changer for New Orleans. Because when's the last time that the New Orleans Saints had a tight end tandem that you looked at and said, yeah, those guys are going to produce out on the field? Crickets, crickets, right? I mean, even when it was Jimmy Graham, you had Jimmy Graham and you had Dave Thomas and you had some of these other guys, but really you just kind of had Jimmy Graham. And look, Jimmy Graham was good enough to be three tight ends in the NFL during his heyday, especially that 2011 season where everybody was breaking records. Uh, But when you look at what Foster Moreau and Juwan Johnson can do, the thing that you love about it is that you're beyond now the days of, let's say, Josh Hill and Jared Cook, where when one of them is on the field, you know, it's likely a passing play. When the other one's on the field, you know, it might be a run play, or at least it tipped the hat a little bit more because you had Josh Hill who specializes as a blocker, Jared Cook who specializes as a pass catcher. That is not the case when it comes to Juwan Johnson and Foster Moreau. Both of these guys are better than adequate pass catchers and they're better than adequate blockers. And then now you add in the, you know, the, the mix-ins of guys like Lucas Kroll and, 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 and Taysom Hill and uh, the, the UDFA that they brought in out of Central Michigan. There's the chance here that the Saints could walk into the 2023 season with four tight ends on their roster if you include Taysom Hill in that number, knowing that Taysom Hill is going to move all around and do a whole bunch of different things. And so your dynamic approach on your 12 personnel, where you've got one running back, two tight ends, and two wide receivers, or your 11 personnel looks of one running back, one tight end, and three wide receivers, all of a sudden, you've got a, what you've got is a whole bunch of pass catchers. And this takes us a little bit further down the road for something I'm preparing for next week, which is why the Saints should introduce a little bit more of the spread offense to their, uh, to their offensive attack. Now with tight ends like Foster Moreau and Juwan Johnson, and you're too deep at these pass catching guys, maybe three deep if you consider Taysom Hill there as well, maybe four deep if you consider Lucas Kroll as somebody that could potentially develop into a solid pass catcher at the next level. You're in a really good place to be able to introduce the spread offense because the spread offense or introduce more, let's say, tenants of the spread offense, not actually the full spread offense, because you can be a quick pass offense out of spread. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to be taking a look at that next week, but this gives you an opportunity. This gives you further weaponry to be able to do things like that, to be able to spread out a defense and challenge them horizontally while also challenging them vertically with guys like Rashid Shahid, Chris Olave, eventually A.T. Perry, maybe even a guy like Jalen Flowers that becomes a part of that as well. So now you add in these two guys that are fantastic blockers, that are fantastic pass catchers, and you give Derek Carr another target that he's familiar with. Because look, the Saints went out and they signed Brian Edwards, but there's no real guarantee that Brian Edwards cracks the 53-man roster and makes the roster before it's all said and done. There's just not a guarantee that that's going to happen. No slide at Brian Edwards, but in terms of the things that Brian Edwards does and the players that the New Orleans Saints are familiar with, that may not happen. So now that you you have a guy like Foster Moreau, no matter what, you're equipping this offense with somebody that Derek Carr is already familiar with and comfortable with. And if there's a position that you want your quarterback to be very familiar and very comfortable, tight end is a big one. That's a big one. When we talk about who's the young quarterback's best friend, we always point out the tight end. But really, what we're looking at is not just who's the best friend of the young quarterback, but who's the best friend of the quarterback that's young to a system. And that's what Derek Carr is. He's young to the New Orleans Saints system. This would be his first year, although he will understand everything that's going on. It will still be his first year in the system. And so having somebody that he's familiar with that's also translating the same language that he's translating, along with Brian Edwards as well, 
They're all working together, and and Jonathan Abrams, they're all working together to translate the Las Vegas Raiders language into the New Orleans Saints language. And now you've got a guy that is guaranteed to hit the field, assuming that everything continues to go well health-wise, treatment-wise, all those other things, that will hit the field and speak the language the exact same way that Derek Carr will. See the field the exact same way that Derek Carr will. And that's phenomenal for Derek Carr. That's phenomenal for the New Orleans Saints offense who are also about to play 13 of their 17 games in a dome, by the way. So maybe it's time to start talking about taking that over on uh, over on FanDuel for 4,000 and a half yards when it comes to Derek Carr, because now he's got his guy in the building as well. So there's your impact, right? Pass catcher, run blocker, versatility, being able to be a guy that can run, you know, an expansive route tree in line, in the slot, do a whole bunch of things. But then that also has that communication and that familiarity with your quarterback. We're going to dive a little bit further into the idea of what Foster Moreau brings to the New Orleans Saints, but what an incredible story this has turned out to be, and what an awesome story it has the potential to develop into further as the season rolls along. For more on all this, make sure you're coming back here to Locked on Saints every single Monday through Friday, sometimes numerous times. We're, gonna have, we're effectively going to have three episodes today, so appreciate you very much, as always, for tuning in for another episode of Locked on Saints. Make me a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, even though they're coming fast and furious, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.